You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as at the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy. Before we come on today's episode, I'd like to direct everybody, please, to the website, www.miamiheatuk.com. That's miamiheatuk.com. Just because the season has finished, we are not. We will continue to write regular articles Lots of content going to be going up there throughout the off-season. We'll be doing some stuff on the draft and stuff on some off-season moves, if there are any. But there will be lots of going on on the website. So please continue to check that out throughout the off-season. On to today, and I am delighted once again to be joined by Miami Heat's play-by-play radio broadcaster, Mr. Mike Inglis. Mike, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. How are things back home there? Uh, things are okay. Things are okay back here. Yeah, we're uh, we're actually in terms of um, uh, COVID, etc. We're having unfortunately a bit of a second spike, which is a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of well, I think all of Europe are, but especially the UK, France, Spain, seems to be getting hit quite hard. So uh, we will see what happens whether we go into a second lockdown, etc. So a little bit frustrating in that sense, but uh, apart from that, we are very good over here. Um, Miami Heat fandom in the UK is ecstatic. Um, as I'm sure it is over your side of the pond, an incredible adventure which we will get straight into. But Mike, for you, um, I suppose a, a, an absolutely incredibly unique um, version of offence that happened you're in, because you've worked all the way through this bit like Eric Reed and, and John Crotty had for uh, for uh, obviously the video stuff. Uh, you was doing exactly the same in the same place, I understand, for, for radio uh, broadcasting. How, how incredible was that experience? It's pretty crazy. Uh, Ruth uh, Riley, who's uh, she's my uh, my uh, color analyst yep. in the games. We were right across the floor from where Eric, we were. We were literally on the basketball floor in the arena, and <laughs> each group had the big, huge like I think there were seventy-two inch screens. We had two screens in front of us. One screen showed you the play of the game going back and forth. For the most part, it basically was. Uh, network or world feed, so to speak. And the other screen gave you about six different panels of different shots uh, wow. of, of what was going on on the floor. Maybe the coach, you know, that, that, you know, during commercial breaks, you could see a bunch of different things happening. So that's uh, we didn't get to go into the bubble, which wasn't a bad thing. I certainly Not- didn't want to be away from my family for three months. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it, you know what, from ev- everything I, I've been told and uh, talking to the fans, uh, it all seemed to work out real well. Yeah, brilliant, incredible, just an amazing, uh, amazing experience. Really, just completely oh, yeah. unique, completely strange, but uh, what we have, an incredible thing to to be able to do. And well done, obviously, for providing the, um, a, a great broadcast as always. Um, so, Mike, I looked up last time we spoke, and just before we came on today, and it was the twenty seventh, I think, of July. Um, now that was the opening game of scrimmage in the bubble we just beaten the kings and we was talking about that at that point would you have imagined that the next time we spoke we would be talking about the miami heat becoming uh, getting to the nba finals and, and we're two games away from winning a championship can you believe what we have just had well i'll I, I tell you it, it 
to tell you the truth, in all honesty, I you know it was it was just amazing. I would have never bet in a million years Miami would have been in the finals, and I didn't think the Lakers would be there either. To tell you the no. truth, I I like so many thought it would be the Clippers and and Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, or the Clippers in Boston or something like that. It shows you how much I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it didn't it didn't it didn't work out that way. But uh, boy, I'll tell you, watching these young guys play with the mixture of. Uh, of uh, of veterans it just it just turned it couldn't have turned the only way it could have turned out better obviously is winning the championship but uh i mean it's just been absolutely fabulous for the franchise and in particular for the fans the interest here in south florida i know you're talking about about what it's like over there in the uk but the interest here is they have they've already if i'm not mistaken it's 96 percent of season ticket sales already Wow. Of what they're allowed to sell is, I mean, the interest is phenomenal, and uh, yeah. what these young guys have done uh, has just uh, really sparked uh, interest in basketball again. In particular, when right now we would be getting into the next season. Well, we've just <laughs> finished last season, so uh, you know they were going up against college football, which is huge here. The NFL, which is obviously huge, Major League Baseball is right right now uh, uh, a series away from the World Series, and of course the National Hockey League was going too. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's been a real, real tough go. Yeah, and um, you know, as you just said there, I mean, I don't think you would have been a million miles out with your prediction there of maybe a Clippers Bucks or Clippers Boston uh, finals. I think that that would a lot of people would have maybe have gone along those lines yeah. as well. But I think that a lot of people w- were also saying that you know what we didn't really <clears throat> knew, not what we wasn't really sure what was going to happen with, with the bubble the whole bubble experience yeah. is there would throw up some weird results and how people would handle it whether people would un, you know everybody's different and will they handle the fact that they got to be away from home um that the players that feed so much off of crowd energy and so on it would come down a lot of people were saying it would come down to the fact that the people that wanted to be there the most that were locked in ready to plug and play that were well coached and of course had talent obviously but those were the guys that were looking to be uh, that you would be looking yeah. to keep an eye on, and the Miami Heat t- ticked those boxes. So even though yes, it was a surprise, we didn't think we was going to get to the NBA Finals. One hundred percent, you could see why we got there. Um, as as you said, yeah. I, I was speaking to, uh, to to David Ramil halfway through the uh, the bubble. In fact, it was just before the uh, the Bucks series, and I said to David, um, I, I just like the fact that we had this real perfect blend i called it of of youthful exuberance confident players veteran experience savvy players who've been there and done it before a absolute genuine genuine leader probably the best leader in uh, jimmy butler in the entire nba and one of the very best coaches as well if not the best so i i got a bit bullish and said look i from now i'm looking at the way we we swept past uh, indiana and i said I, I I think we could we could do a, a, something quite special here, and it turned out to be right. And it, I mean, the, the journey was exceptional, absolutely incredible. But there will always be, as as proud as we are, uh, Mike. Do you think that if the injuries hadn't happened, if Bam and uh, Goran, you know, mainly hadn't gone down, could we have been talking about? that We could have done this. We could have gone over the over the yeah. edge here. I mean, this was this is a Lakers team that. Had gone all through the series there, four one, four one, four one, coming in with big confidence. Uh, okay, even beaten up, we still took we still took them to six. Could we have done this if we was in full health? 
I, I, you know what, Dan, I honestly believe we could have. The way Gorn was playing in particular, I mean, he was just an absolute monster out there. We all know about Bam. You know, Bam's an all-star. Bam's conversation is, a, is the most improved player, conversation of a defensive player of the year. He does everything. But losing those two guys uh, really, really hurt Miami. They, then they had to rely a little bit too much on the youngsters, and, uh, and a whole lot on Jimmy Butler. You know, I mean, he gave it his all every single night with the triple doubles and what have you. Uh, but uh, it, it just, I think, put a little bit too much pressure on the, on the rest of the, of the group. When you lose your two best players, I mean, it would be like the Lakers losing, you know, LeBron James and, and Unibrow. Uh, they, yeah. they, they lose those two guys. They don't have a shot. Well, Miami yeah. lost two of their top players and still had a shot. That'll give you an idea of the depth they had. So it certainly isn't out of the realm of possibility. If they would have been totally healthy, they had a better than a fighter's chance of winning the championship. Yeah, I completely agree. And as you just said there, I mean, I think that the, the level that, I mean, obviously that we've got a lot to be proud of from a lot of players there, but the level um, that Jimmy had to step up and he had to, there was no choice. He had to step up. Um, yeah. And I mean, that game five, I mean, game three was incredible. Don't get me wrong. And we also saw some very special things from Tyler Hero with his 37-point game. Uh, Duncan went off a couple of times as well. Um, but Jimmy Butler's game five, Mike, I mean, you, you've been watching Miami Heat basketball longer than I have. I mean, where does that rank? In fact, not even in the NBA, in, in Miami Heat basketball. NBA Finals history, that has got to be right up there with one of the most incredible performances we've ever seen on a Colt. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, what he did was he basically said, okay, get on my backs, gentlemen. Ride me as far as, uh, as, as we can go here. And that's exactly what Jimmy did. He did a bit of everything, as he has done every single game. Again, Jimmy is – the great thing about Jimmy is he's not – worried at all about numbers he yeah. doesn't care if he gets 20 10 and 4 or 3 6 and 9 uh you know points rebounds assists yeah. steals blocks what have you he's worried about one thing and that's seeing a big huge w at the end of a ball game which means win <laughs> all he wants to do is win and he will do whatever is physically possible for that team to win during this final series, what he had to do was play right out of his shoes, uh, superior every single night. And I think when it came right down to it, uh, Jimmy pretty well was spent from the yeah. previous game after Miami kept their hopes alive. I just think uh, he, he ran out of gas a little bit. I don't think he'd ever admit that, but it certainly looked like he ran out of a little bit of gas. Yeah, I think it was uh, massively evident. I mean, that game, I talk about, people say leave it all on the call. I mean, he did that and more in game five. Oh, yeah. I've personally never, never seen anything like it. Just, I mean, Jimmy Butler has always been one. And he said this himself. He goes, look, I'm not the most talented. Um, there's guys that are naturally talented, way more naturally talented than I am. But what you, we won't find in the average player that I've got buckets of is I, I will not accept anything less than 100% and push myself to mm. make my game better. And of course, he's an incredible player regardless. But uh, that yeah, that game five, my, uh, all the way over here from the other side of the globe, watching that, 
live uh my heart was beaming for him he was just uh, whatever would have happened i mean obviously yeah, yeah. to get the win was incredible but the the pride that the, yeah oh, so much pride in watching a performance that i've never seen before like that to drag us and i need the thing is mike when i was watching uh even in the press conferences before and i watched him on the uh on court as i was warming up and he was being interviewed and uh the the, the, girl, the lady that was interviewing him was saying jimmy you're you're bouncing you're you can't stand still you're you are feeling this today and you just thought this game is one. This uh, you just you felt that there was going to be something <laughs> special happening because he was just all over it with confidence. And uh, and I was big on Twitter that, that that day. I was saying there's no way that we're going home tonight. This game five we are taking. This series is about to be reignited. And I did the same thing in game six. But deep down, I was thinking to myself, Wow. I mean, how much has that taken out of them all? Let alone mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, who is our star player. And um, it was pretty evident. And you, as you said there, you know, yeah, he would never admit it, but we was completely gassed. Yeah, so it, it, it wasn't a pretty finish, but nevertheless, um, just an amazing, amazing run. And um, and there we go. Like, you know, this was a team that wasn't expected to do this at all. Uh, sure. So this was a team that last year was nothing, nowhere near. In the space of a year, we've become a rebound, a, a rebuilding team to a genuine title contender. We're in win now, right now. And that's quite um, that's quite some, that's something that's quite interesting that we will come on to. Um, but before we do, before we come on to, uh, to to that side of it, two quick questions. LeBron James has just picked up his fourth chip, and I put out there, "Are you happy for LeBron James winning?" on my Twitter, and it came back about sixty forty from the the feedback there that no, they wasn't. <laughs> now, where do you sit with this, Mike? Because <laughs> I personally. I, I, it doesn't shock me either. Now, personally, I'm a big LeBron fan. I admire greatness. I admire people that continue and in their twilight years to continue to get better. So people like LeBron James absolutely tick that box. Roger Federer, Cristiano Ronaldo, Tiger mm-hmm. Woods, these guys that will continue to be to strive to be great. I love that. So I'm a big LeBron fan and I am happy for him. But I do get why others aren't. Now, where do you sit on this? Are you happy for LeBron James? Well, you know, he, of, of course. I mean, the guy played unbelievably hard. He is arguably the best ball player on the planet still. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had him for four years, and uh, he, he was pretty darn good for the Miami Heat, winning two championships in those four seasons with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. And, I mean, you know, all the different players we had, the Mike Millers and the Ray Allens and what have you, all the guys that filled the filled in on the team. It just wasn't those three. But, uh, no, he played real hard. I'm. Uh, it, uh, what, did I want Miami to win? Obviously. And uh, it, it, LeBron, he's going to probably have another shot at it if they uh, retool Atlanta, uh, retool L.A. a little bit, which I think they probably will. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can't begrudge the man for playing as hard as he does uh, and uh, how good he is. There's no doubt about that. He is... He is phenomenal, but uh, again, I would like to have seen uh, Miami uh, hand him the loss instead. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely! What did you? I think what a, a lot of people um, were getting a little bit wound up about was what, what did you make of someone who is this good? What did you make of some of his on-court um, antics during that series? Because he was well, a lot. Uh, it was a lot more whiny than what a lot of people remembered him being in Miami. <laughs> what, what did you no, make that, of that? Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. I, I had a line during the majority of my broadcast. He says, you know, I said some a couple of times, you know, these guys should be living in uh, uh, Napa Valley in California, where where you find a great wine 
any time because they were whining so much. It was driving me. I, I, like I get, I, okay, see, I'm old school, okay? I'm a yep. lot older than these guys. Yep. And I believe uh, how you act and, and you, 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 I, I don't know how to say, you know, play, play like a, uh, I can't even say, I, I'm not too sure how, how to uh, say it, but don't, don't soil yourself by being so whiny. I mean, if Rondo screamed and whined one more time, I mean, I, I, I'd i always say when they get a chance to look at the replay, they're going to go, oh boy, was I ever stupid doing that? But you know, the thing is, they probably aren't going to think that. I mean, yeah. as old school guys would think that, you know, I mean, how stupid are you whining like that when you just absolutely raked your hand over a guy's face, put his arm behind his back, and you don't think it's a foul. I mean, but again, that's this age of yes. the NBA now. It's about the. It's about look at me, and uh, you know, and and don't don't dare say anything bad about me. But yeah, uh, that, that that's that's what it is now. It's not like a good old basketball. No, absolutely. It's a different game nowadays. We're hundred hundred percent right on that. Okay, Mike, oh, let's oh, get yeah. on to Miami. We're going to come on to some off season stuff and what we could do mm-hmm. maybe uh, this off season. But before we do, let's just go through this. This will probably be relatively straightforward, but we're both going to give our, our little player awards here. So let's ask you straight up. First of all, um, who has your, been your player of the season this year for Miami? And it doesn't have to be just playoff uh, bubble related over the whole season. Who's your player of the year? Oh, boy. You know, obviously, Jimmy did absolutely everything. But I just love to see the progression of Bam Adebayo and how he progressed, uh, uh, you know, whether he's down in the post, stepping outside, his defense, uh, the ability to block, the ability to rebound, but his distribution of the ball, assists. uh, He's a stats filler also, just like Jimmy. uh, uh, I mean, Jimmy was the heart and soul. But I'll tell you, for me, just the progression of Bam really, I think, made it all stand out. We knew Jimmy was real good. Uh, and yeah. Jimmy stepped up even further than being real good to great. But mm. Bam's progression, to me, just stood out for Miami. Yeah, and that's that's not a... No, that's completely fair to say that because also people, it seems so long ago now, but remember this is a guy who was an all-star in his first year as a starter, um, picked up a skills championship along the way as well. Um, and just, yeah, as you said, someone who for the first year got his starting berth and he ran with it and even though I I banged the bam drum almost from the minute I saw him I've been such an advocate of him but he was even better than what I thought he was going to be and I think everybody else thought yeah. he was going to be so yeah incredible um season for bam and um you know this is he's still what 22 23 years old it's scary yeah, scary yeah, what's going to be young man yeah Yep. Um, my player of the year is just going to, it's going to be Jimmy Butler just because I, sure. it, it's incredible. Obviously I, I completely agree with what you just said. We knew what Jimmy was, but from what he has done from day one, walking into this franchise, to, you know, we all remember um, right back at the beginning of uh, the season when he, he, he called out the players to say, look, I'm here. It's 4am or whatever it is. I'm here practicing while you're having your third dream and all that. Just stuff like that. He got everybody to buy in immediately. This reputation of him being a bad teammate and trouble wherever he's gone. Well, that is, you ask every single Miami Heat player what they think of Jimmy Butler and they will say the complete opposite. They will say he's the best teammate they've had. So um, it just goes to show that if you get it right, hand in hand, he is right for heat culture. Heat culture is right for us, uh, for him. And um, it's been incredible. And for, uh, I said that playoff um, intensity that he provided and then yet another level in the finals as well. Um, absolute tip of the cap to Jimmy Butler. So he is my player of the season. 
Um, again, I think this one might be quite obvious, but Mike, who has been your most improved player for this year? Well, oh, geez, it's got to be Bam. I mean, okay. it's, it's got to be Bam again because, I mean, he, 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 you want to talk about picking it up another level. Mm. Uh, unbelievable. I would put Duncan Robinson in there, but he played a little bit last year. You know, Duncan yeah. didn't have the pressure that, that a Bam has. I mean, Bam's starting every single game, too, in the middle against the biggest guys. And, and you know, a, a lot of the, much like Duncan Robinson, a lot of the, uh, of the game plans against Miami featured those two guys. Uh, you know, how do we stop Duncan? What can we do about Bam and what he does inside and his passing and his defense and his scoring? Uh, but the Bam's got to be uh, right up there for that one. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. And he was obviously way. I think a lot of people were filled that he was snubbed for the actual Most Improved Player award. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's a fight. It's a great shout. I mean, I, I'm going obviously with. I'm going with Duncan Robinson just because I know he played a little bit last year. Didn't play much. Played about ten games, I think it was. Um, but again the success story of Duncan Robinson this year is off the charts. I mean, something that yeah. I just don't think we've ever seen, you know, that is he broke records, Miami heat uh, records this year. Um, I mean, I even think that even in the playoffs, he, I know he, he did tail off in terms of stats wise and he obviously draw a lot more attention to him, but the, the guy, not only is he, is he a ridiculous shooter, he's an absolute sniper in that sense, which we knew anyway, but he's even improved that side of it. I mean, he just doesn't stop around the perimeter. Like, how do you guard that? And he still nails yeah. him. It's like to, to, this, I think he's got a better, I think I read somewhere or I heard somewhere he's got a better shooting percentage whilst running than he has as a, as a, as a free shot uh, from three point, which again, is quite incredible yeah. really. Um, so well, Duncan was, Robinson. You know what? Yeah, he was sorry to interrupt, but he, he's he's right there, like I said, with Bam. I mean, the, the, yeah. those guys, when teams are getting ready to play them, they're on the sheet. How do we how do we defend this? Yeah. And you saw what teams did. They tried to make sure they run him off the ball so he can't get in rhythm. Uh, you know, because it's catch and shoot for Bam. I um, mean, catch and shoot rather for for Duncan Robinson and uh, those two guys that uh, were you know they're, they're certainly nip and tuck with the if you wanted to hand out an award like that. Yeah, definitely. And also, it's a good point with the amount of attention that, that Robinson now gets and commands. And I remember earlier on in the season, we was playing somebody, I can't remember who it was now, it was so long ago, but one of the coaches on the team we was playing was Googling Duncan Robinson's stats on his mm -hmm. phone and he was captured taking it because people are obviously thinking, who's this guy? And this now you look at it and you think, well, is it, is it, what they did this year was just incredible. Yeah. How, how, how that progression, how, what, what a rise in stature. So, but a really good point that you made as well about with Bam there. Um, he gets a lot of attention. Uh, I mean, sorry, he gets, um, he's coming up against the best centers in the league and uh, the leap that he made is coming up against some big guys and there's nobody that he can't, he can't do a job against. I mean, exactly. double, double MVP, Giannis, he never has a good game. He doesn't like playing against Bam because he's so mobile. We can match him. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got a very special talent there. So I'm pleased that you mentioned that. Right, final one before we move on. Uh, what has your, been your moment of the season? Now, it's probably going to be something playoff related, I'm sure. But you, when you look at, obviously, Miami have had some pretty wild sort of one-off moments in a regular season or obviously the ones that spring to mind the Tyler Hero pull up free against Philadelphia um the game uh in overtime the overtime win against the Hawks when uh Trey Young famously said it's over <laughs> um and then we came back to score I think nine points in about 40 seconds to send it to overtime um but what's been the one standout moment of the season for you that you just think that's going to be remembered for a long time 
Oh, let's let's go right to the playoffs and the the the, the win over Boston, the block yeah. by Bam. <laughs> I mean, the block that hurt was third round of well. When you when when Magic Johnson tweets out it's the greatest block in in, in the playoff history, yeah. you know obviously it caught everyone's eye, and uh, I, I think that probably is the biggest, certainly the biggest and one of the most important moments uh, for Miami all season long. That block, you will see that uh, for, forever as one of the highlights when they're showing highlights of of playoff basketball, playoff NBA basketball. Uh, that block by Bam is always going to be there. Yeah, definitely. Um, without a doubt, totally agree with you. It's my moment in the season two. It's relatively obvious. I mean, obviously, Tyler Harrow had a great game, 37 points. Obviously, oh, sure. Jimmy's, Jimmy's 50, uh, uh, sorry, game five uh, game is incredible. But as a one-off moment, 100% agree with you. That that was, I believe that was game one as well. So what a what a, a clincher that was to, to, to go. And obviously, this is against the superstar as well in Tatum coming up against him with all that force and agility and power. And Bam just sent it right back the other way. So we've, I totally agree with you. But that's something we're going to be seeing for a very, very long time. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, Mike, The let, let's get on to now going forward because we are ahead of schedule. We, we are no, absolutely no doubts about that. A 10th seed last year, no cap space. Uh, not much of a future. We, we had a lot of uh, average players. Let's be, you know, don't want to disrespect them, but average players on very big money. Um, and you just thought, where's the way out here for Miami? And all of a sudden, in one foul, one swoop, Pat waves his magic wand, and um, and there we go. And, uh, all the player, all the players with the uh, with the big contracts are gone, and um, and we've got an, an all star caliber player and a leader in Jimmy Butler. And what happened happened. Now, okay, we have exceeded expectations uh, without a doubt. But it now asks the question that this is now no longer a rebuilding team. We are right there. We are in win-now mode right now. Not in 2021 when a lot of people think that that was when it was going to happen because Miami were expected and still are expected to make some big moves. But what could we do right now? Do you think that we're not going to stand still here, right? I mean, we're going to look to do... Everyone always says Pat wants more. Pat's, you know, he's, he's always in a rush. He wants to get... He's not got much patience. Um do you see us making some moves right now in this offseason to, to add something new to take us over the hump? And if so, who do you think? Well, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too sure. I, I, I believe they're certainly going to make moves, considering you've got 10 players of the uh, entire roster, free agents. Yeah. Uh, so right now they're, they're only online for about 80 million plus dollars uh, for salaries for everybody. I mean, no, and we don't know. I'm, I'm sure Kelly Olenek is going to opt in to yeah. his players option which is, you know, just under $14 million. But you look at the guys like Jay Crowder's a free agent, Goran Dragic is a free agent, Solomon Hill, Derek Jones, Myers Leonard. And the reason I mention those names in particular is because they all played good minutes for Miami, yep. and they really contributed to where Miami got. So you have to sort of look after your own house first before of you course. start looking at new houses, uh, you know, and... The new houses are going to be free agents. And where Miami goes this particular season, I have no idea what they're going to look at. Uh, do, would they like maybe a little bit more size? Uh, maybe. Maybe yeah. some more size on the wing because that was a problem against the Lakers. But again, uh, if, if, if you don't fit into that Miami mold, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're, you're not going to be coming, coming to Miami. It's mm -hmm. got to be something that will be good for the team. And a name just won't get you here. It's, it, it has to be with what you do. So, uh, you know, down the road, we've heard all the stuff about Giannis. Uh, mm. uh, can, can they get Giannis out of the Kumbo? Uh, you know, who they, who they going to get? And, uh, 
Quite frankly, I have not a clue. I am not privy to that type of information, thank goodness, uh, because it's way too much. It's way over my pay grade. Yeah, fair, no, fair, fair enough, Mike, fair enough. And, um, you know, we can analyse them. The thing is, Miami uh, hate fans. I mean, we're well, all fans. We, we love a bit of trade talks. We love trying to see who's the next one sure. through the door. But I totally make you right that, yes, you look after your own house first. So let's just quickly talk about that then now. Uh, I don't think personally, and I don't think Jimmy Butler would allow it, but surely we're going to see um, Goran Dragic is going to be the priority to get him re-signed here next year. Would you agree with that? I, I, yeah, I, I would think so. Goran did such a great job. He And he also loves it here. His mm. family loves it, uh, you know, in South Florida too. And uh, he, he shows he's, he's still got a lot left in the tank. Uh, yeah. And even though he's got gray hair, which I, I laugh <laughs> about when he talks about his gray hair, because I've got, I've got that too. And uh, but uh, he is he to me would probably be a priority if again. And this is the big question. If the numbers are right, it's all about numbers now. Yeah, uh, of it's big numbers. It's a big numbers game. If you're looking down the road or if you're looking right now, well, Miami's looking at both right now. And the thing Pat and the group have been able to do, they've been able to manage that real well, not cutting things off down the road for doing something right now, but being able to make a move later on. So. With Gorn, what do you look at? Maybe a shorter-term contract with a little bit more money, or or do they want to go long with smaller money? But he's still going to get paid uh, because he's off that nice big contract that he mm. that he signed. Uh, so, but uh, I would love to. Me personally, I would love to see Gorn back because he's got a lot to offer. He and Jimmy get along great too. Yeah. And uh, but he's got a lot to offer, to, especially these young guys with his work ethic and how hard he plays and how actually well how good he is. Hey, he's a former All Star also. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and it's somebody that we do really need because we do need that other. Yeah, we need enough. We need we need his points. We need his. You know, his, he he can facilitate. He's uh, said veteran presence to help the young guys along. He's an incredible teammate, and he's got a great relationship with Jimmy, which is important. So uh, and, yeah, and one thing that he he also did that don't forget on who he helped. He helped Kendrick Nunn yes. uh, an awful lot because don't forget he he was Gordon was coming off the bench. Kendrick Nunn, he was the starter all during the regular season, wound up second in uh, rookie uh, rookie awards, uh, uh, and uh, a guy that wasn't even drafted. So he was a big, big part of that whole program, getting Kendrick over the top like that. So uh, he's also a real good mentor and a good teacher, Gorn. Yeah, and, and this was the guy that he's helping that took his place. So what that tells you tells you everything you need to know yeah. about the man. So yeah, get get him back. I think that is going to be huge. And put his while you're at it, put his number in the rafters because he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, if he'll go that far. It's, it's pretty tough to get your number in the rafters, but uh, hey, never say never. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe if he comes back and helps deliver us uh, over the hunt next year, then definitely there'll yeah. be a big case. I agree. Um, right, let, let's just quickly come on to, uh, to to two other players then. Jay Crowder. Um, I think is another very important one. And an intriguing one is Derek Jones, as you said, there is up. Now, where mm. do you think, um, I think that the, the priority, I think the necessity would be to try and get Jay to be back next year. Um, he's been incredibly impressive. I've been massively impressed him this year and he's fits into our mould seamlessly. Um, Derek Jones, very, very rarely featured um, in the playoffs, especially during the latter stages. What do you think happens there with Derek? I think there's a lot of teams that are very interested in Derek mm -hmm. uh, because of Derek's athleticism, you know, airplane mode, as, as he's known. Uh, he's a, a decent defender. He's now shooting the three ball very well, uh, but very, very athletic. And he'll help you at both ends of the floor. 
but again, with him being a young guy like this, it might this might be another money deal like Jay Crowder. I mean, the team I'm sure would love to have Jay back, but he's just off the first real good contract that he got that he signed a long time ago with Boston when he was with the Celtics. So, uh, you know, how much money is he? Like I said earlier, Dan, it's going to be a money thing. Uh, there's no doubt about that, uh, about what's happening in the future, what's happening right now. And how do we set, how do the, does the team set themselves up so they're not in a bind to not be able to do something if they want to do something? Yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason, definitely. And before we know it, it will all be back. And uh, we haven't oh, got yeah. long. It's only a couple of months away and we're going to be doing this dance all over again. So um, let, coming on to next season very quickly before I let you go, Mike. Um, I think Heat are about ninth in the odds for the championship next season. And a lot of fans have been have taken exception to that to say, hey, you know, come on, is the disrespect really this rule? Look what we just did. Um, I, I get it in a way that you look at what's going to happen. Um, there were a couple of teams that I think that were, I think, a bit a bit harsh that they're above us. The Bucks were still around three or second, I think the third favourite. Well, when you look at what we just did there to them, I think, uh, that you know, that's a bit harsh maybe to be that far behind the Bucks who we took in five games. The Warriors are over us. The Nets are over us. With Miami Heat, according to Bookie's odds, being ninth favourite to win, where do you sit on that? Do you think that that's a bit of a disrespect? Well, well I, I don't know if I really don't know if it's disrespect or not, because you have to look at the, the, the one big thing here. And it was it's called the bubble. This mm. wasn't a normal year. It's like the postseason. And I, I've mentioned this to a lot of different people on different programs that they said, look at Tyler, how well he played Duncan, how well he played uh, Kendrick during the regular season. Well, the thing about the bubble was you were basically playing in the same gym every single day. Yeah. You didn't have 20,000 people at Staples Arena playing the Lakers, screaming at you and having to travel out west there, you know, stay in the hotel for a couple of days or what have you, then fly all the way back to the East Coast to play, play at home, fly back out to L.A. to play. It, it was an entirely different beast because uh, when these guys next season – you know, God willing, we're in arenas with fans. Uh, it's going to be a different beast for them. So there are some teams that just did not handle the bubble well. The Clippers didn't handle it well. Milwaukee didn't handle it well. A, top, a bunch of top teams did not handle the bubble well. Miami handled it beautifully. Same yeah. thing with the Lakers. They might be the two top teams that handled the bubble the best. But it was such an unusual season uh, mm -hmm. with how the teams played in the same arena, just and they just went back to the room, back to the arena again, back to the room, back. It, 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 it. You can't, you can't not count that in looking on what it would be like playing a regular uh, in a regular mm -hmm. circumstances in other arenas. Uh, you know, yeah. going to play in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks and what have you. Going again to play, uh, going into Boston, into the TD Garden there to mm -hmm. play this, play the Celtics with those rabid fans they've got there it is a different different beast so i don't think it's unfair right now to say that uh, a ninth is uh, probably yeah, maybe a little bit higher but uh, hmm. a lot of teams are pretty darn good yeah no that's a, that is a really good point yeah no miami as we already said earlier they came in 
looking forward to it. Like they, they were locked in from it. Mm-hmm. They, they were prepared yep. for it. I mean, Jimmy Butler didn't even want his family there when they had the opportunity to there. He said, no, 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 this is a business trip. You know, that says everything you need to know that is just focus. And, and he were always geared up for that. So no, that is a really good point. Okay, Mike, um, brilliant to have you on as always. Um, are you going to enjoy some rest now after working hard these last 96 days? And more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure am. Uh, it, uh, play, as as uh, you'll appreciate, play a little bit of golf. I know it's not the greatest golf weather right now. I was watching uh, the the Scottish uh, Championship, as a matter of fact, on the Golf Channel here uh, earlier today. And uh, it, uh, the weather. This guy's wearing the the toques and the, the they got the sweaters on and <laughs> long sleeves. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's, that's not what it's like right now in South Florida. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly relaxing. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the draft. Uh, I really don't follow follow college basketball that much to see who is great. Uh, mm. uh, and and uh, but you know what? Being with Miami Heat as long as I've been with them over 20 years now, you know Pat and company. They're going to get the job done. They'll get themselves a good pick. And when it comes to free agents and 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 what have you, it. Uh, I don't think there'll be any any mistakes made by Miami. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. We just said, who knows what's going to happen? Who's coming back? Um, what we got? Even if we do get that pick, I mean, we may we may package it into <laughs> something. Who knows? It's going to be yep. very intriguing, and it all starts right now. So lots to be getting into. Mike, great to have you. Thank you very much for joining me again. Um, I'm just for anyone that doesn't know, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, you always oh, struggle with this. You always struggle with yeah, this. So I'm gonna... because I, never, I never look at my own, own it's, stuff. It's, uh, it's Mike Inglis Heat. <laughs> there you go. Okay, thank you very much, Dan. No I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, Mike, we'll, uh, we'll chat again soon, I'm sure. Um, until then, enjoy your rest and uh, thank you for doing what you're doing uh, on the broadcast, as always. Hey, Dan, anytime for you. And uh, hi to all my uh, fellow, uh, fellow Brits over there. Hope all's well and uh, stay healthy appreciate okay guys we'll see you next time in a week or so we'll start talking about maybe some draft stuff and some off-season trade talk what we all love so we'll be with you next time take care